Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> My name is Cornelius uh, Patrick O'Sullivan, and this is episode 31, and the title of this episode is Identity, and um, it's going to be a great episode. I've got two uh, mediocre guests, but I'll tell you, as a host, you're gonna f- you're not going to f- meet anyone as sharp, that's what I will say. Um, uh, shout out to... <laughs> Shout out to the West Cork Beard Company uh, down in West Cork, the sponsors of this show. Let me guess, soap. <laughs> By the way, this is take four, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We had an issue with a microphone earlier on, guys. We had a small bit of an issue with the, with the microphone and I had to fix it. It was either we were, we were going to have really poor sound and nobody listen, or we are going to have absolutely excellent sound and you have to hold the microphone between the two of you and just get on with it and everybody who's not listening, or everybody who's listening won't know the difference. We have to be very, very close, and it's very uncomfortable by seven, and we're good, we're good buddies, like, but we won't be that not good buddies. That close, no, no. Well, you're close enough there now, lads. Like, how close would you be, like? I'd say we're pretty much boyfriend-girlfriend now. <laughs> we're almost touching. We're almost touching. Okay, all right, okay, that's, uh, that's actually kind of weird for me, um, but uh, as I was saying, anyway, the West Cork Beer Company, lads, uh, sponsor of this show, great friends of the show, and uh, the soap, <laughs> the soap. Oh, let's the, hear about the soap. Yeah. The soap. What's in the soap? The soap. Uh, well, I'm glad you asked, Dylan. I'm actually glad you I asked. I forgot what you told me three times already. Organic uh, coconut oil for one. You know, it's you're looking for you're looking for oil. You're looking for coconut oil. You're in the shop. You're like, oh, I'm gonna get that. And you're like, oh, funny, it was organic. West Cork Beer Company. They have organic, organic coconut oil in their new beard soap. I don't want to give away all the ingredients. Aragon oil. Another one that's in there. Two things. Two. Th- no, just four things. Never I heard of Aragon oil. Well, there you go. Now you've heard of it. Yeah. You know, today, every day is a school day, Dil. I've been telling you that for the last 23 years, two months and five days, I suppose. I actually can't remember if you ever brought me to school. All right. Here, here, here <laughs> he's. That's deep enough, well, isn't it, to start with? Well, you did just you just lived up the road from it. You walked up, didn't you? Most of the time. You see, when, when, when I come back with a zinger of an answer and you go, yeah, 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 into the microphone so people understand that, uh, you know, that I didn't neglect you my whole life. No, I wasn't neglected, don't worry. Oh, phew. Not his whole life. Not, the not, not my whole life. Just for a, just just for a s- small period. Every now and again. Every now and again. We'll say twice a week. You were neglected every now and then. That's... Yeah, but that's only every now and then. It may have had an, uh, an effect on my mental health, but yeah, sometimes. Uh, yeah, but r- right now, I'm okay. <laughs> oh, great. Was he a good dad? This yeah, yeah. yeah he, was, he, he did his best. Well, there you go. That's it. And that's all I'd expect for anybody, to do their best. And if their best is shit, <laughs> that's not my fault. <laughs> all right? Okay. Um, welcome to the podcast, players. Last week's episode, Return of the Queen, proved to be the biggest opening listenership ever. I bet you you never heard that no, before. No, no. <laughs> tell us more about it. I will. I'll tell you more about it. What it's was that about? Well, I'll tell you now, Dil. I'm glad you asked, right? It's called Return of the Queen. And it was just about regular, normal day life. You know, living at home, rearing kids doing this doing that but I had a little cheeky idea during the week I said I'm going to fucking advertise this with a little bit of sex now do you know what sex is because I can tell you what it is it's when an erect penis right well a normal penis gets erect okay it's turned on yeah go ahead okay <laughs> the blood flows into it and then you know uh, uh, it, 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 it inserts itself into a <laughs> you've heard this before I'm not even going to go any further you've heard I know you were just winding me up here now I thought you didn't know anyway so I, I, I alluded to that there was a lot of sex and then a lot of people came in on Sunday and tuned straight into the episode. And straight back out again. And straight back out again, but the numbers don't fucking lie. <laughs> so tell, tell me, Karen, with the numbers, if they listen for one second, it's a number. It's a download. Ah, uh, no. I don't think so. I think it has to go uh, beyond two or three minutes or something along those lines. Did you just make that up? Do you know it? Well, you two see, or three otherwise, I'd just be going on all day, pressing play, pressing stop, <laughs> pressing play, pressing stop, pressing... I'd be like, I got 10 million downloads this week. But, Con, we haven't seen you all week. You were inside in your room. Anyway, um, if you're enjoying the podcast, guys, how you can show me pleasure um, is by fucking sending me on pictures of yourselves. No, by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. That really helps. That really helps. Mm. And, um, uh, you know... 
I'm not, I don't have a Patreon or anything like that. So I'm just trying to build up the acknowledgement that there's a regular weekly podcast coming on. So if you have if you have the time, please do it. If you don't have the time, recommend it to a friend. Um, just say, do you know what? What's a good podcast there is um, Tommy Tiernan and Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan's one. Get the two names in. Get the word association in. And do you know what's what's very good is Pat Kenny and that Cornelius Corne- uh, conversations with Cornelius. I can't even pronounce my own name. Pat Kenny does a podcast. No, I'm just saying. But like word association, put me in beside the greats. Pat Kenny, yeah, Tommy yeah, Tiernan, yeah. and Doyle, the greats. You know of broad of Irish broadcasting. Is she she's still broadcasting. She's still about. She's still working. And yeah, I haven't been on her now in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, she r- fucking was pretty good at the news when I used to watch it. I'm going to bring you onto the stage, lads. I'm going to bring you. How are you getting on with holding the microphone in together and kind of? How's it going for you? I think we're growing accustomed to each other now at this stage, right? Yeah, we have our cues, so I can look towards the mic and Dill kind yeah. of backs away. Edges the microphone over to me if I give him Yeah, you're not time. talking into it. You're mumble, mumble town here now, Dylan. Into the, into the yeah, thing. I'm just getting used to it, yeah. All right, okay. A few, a few technical difficulties, we'll say. But like it's not the most uh, easiest way of having a, a podcast, uh, yeah. having to share. Well, mi- how would you know? Th- maybe this is the very easiest way. This is your first one. Can I just say it isn't? <laughs> <laughs> it's usually way more slicker than this. This is a shambles. It's actually embarrassing, really. And how would he know? Because he's only... Yeah, he would know, I suppose. Yeah, fuck it. Um, but anyway, besides the point, talk into it. I'm going to give you the intro now of your dreams, okay? We've already went through the kind of awkward son, father, son kind of carry on at the start. I think I'm going to just smooth over the cracks here of all the years with this intro. And you're Yeah, let's get straight into it. Okay, so. here we go. On the 10th of May, 1998, two great things happened. And one of those things was the greatest thing ever to happen to me, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. What is it? Uh, uh, you say, and I say, well, it's the day I found out that the Kentucky delivered to kill a vote. No, it's not. It's the day that you were born, Dylan. It was the day your birthday was the day that was the that, that's the day back in. I'm t- so his birthday is the day that he was born. He was born on the same day as his birthday. I, <laughs> what are the odds? The 10th of May, 1998, Dylan. That's 23 years, two months, and five days ago. All right. That's a great memory. A great memory. And do you know what was all? You don't have that written down or anything, do you? you no, I don't have it written down. Straight from memory. But do you know how I would do remember it though? It's also because I did mention with two great things on that day. One I'm glad I take precedence over the Kentucky being delivered. To well, I was kind of being facetious about the Kentucky. I was at the other great thing was that Ballyclaw actually opened their field and uh, we played Tipperary in a challenge match. Didn't you go straight down to that match I once did. you got a chance? I, I was <laughs> because Ballyclaw was an under-21 match against Tipperary and uh, no. was born and you stayed, away, stayed around for an hour and you, you, you came back down I to think you I think Am I inaccurate there? You have some memory. I'll tell Am you I that. inaccurate there? Can you remember all that? I've been told. Well, I'll tell you now, I stayed for more than an hour. I'd stayed for maybe, maybe an hour. two hours. I'd say not even two hours. No, it wasn't not two hours. Not even two hours. This, is, this is very awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is it now. I get him on the podcast and here he is. He's <laughs> like, yeah, you, 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 what, you, what was I supposed to do? You, you couldn't skip. come. I don't know. You, know, I couldn't. you could skip the match, maybe. Ah, yeah, but this is the... Were you playing? Well, my good friend Timmy McCarthy, the Cork Senior Hurler, was playing, yes. He's a good so friend of yours. in a way, I was playing. Because if you think about it, I look at the universe. Dylan, it's not as if you were his first child or anything like that. No, no, not as if at all. Not at all. How d- I don't have any other children. Oh, you're being... S- yes, okay, okay. Well, anyway, Dylan, I'm trying to give you a bloody... How, how did you know Timmy McCarthy, actually? Timmy, myself and Timmy Mack? Yeah. We're like that. No. That's mad, actually, because growing up, he was my favourite hurler. Well, there you go. He was in... Bo- uh, I went to, as you know, I went to school in St. Coleman's College for my oh, boarding, yeah. and Timmy McCarthy also went there. And... Um, we were in the same class. Shout out to Timmy Mack. I'd say I haven't spoken to him since I left St. Coleman's all those years ago. But uh, we still have a bond that's, you know, it's kind of... Does he know about this bond? No, he doesn't. <laughs> he hasn't a clue about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Dylan, I was trying to fucking finish off my unbelievable build-up with you, but you came in um, accusing me of being a shit dad. Leaving but anyway, early. Leaving born. early, as usual. Um, okay, so here I go. Uh, that day, Sunday, my son, Dylan O'Sullivan McCarthy, a.k.a. my little boy, entered the fray. That's you, Dill. And uh, here we are, 23 years, two months and five days later. Dylan, I love you, and welcome to the stage. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> we also have another special guest, and he's the mind guy. Oh, yeah, Nat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can feel the... I've got like a kind of a flop sweat going on here. No, we should open up a window or something. My armpits are... <laughs> They're moist. <laughs> like, it's just like... There's kind of a giggle <laughs> energy inside here, but uh, see, when you're laughing, no, into th- lads, know, that's not going to get picked up. People are going to be like, oh, the sound is shit. Come, Dylan, you're doing a good job there now by leaning in. Le- leaning in. Say something. What are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> the room is very warm. <laughs> <The room> is <laughs> Jeez, that was worth the wait. 
some top quality podcasting <laughs> going on here. Guys, I'm going to do some riddles with you, okay? I'm going to start with you, right, my first guy. answer is pillow, then the second answer. <laughs> 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 is incorrectly. I have one. I'm not going to do a word association game with you, my guy, because I've done that with you already. But I am. I have a riddle, um, and I know that you're a deep thinker. And Hey, that's not very nice now. Come on, for feck's sake. Take that back now. All right. Okay. The m- the here's the riddle. The man who invented it doesn't want it. Is that it? No. <laughs> okay. The man who bought it doesn't need it. Okay. The man who needs it doesn't know it. What is it? Dill, you're going to have to help me out here. So I'll do it again now. Dill, let's try and break this down, okay? Let's like, like just... Go back in time to when we used to be playing Legos. We never played Legos, actually. Never. Um, we <laughs> you weren't around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very cotton. I love this. <laughs> Can we go back to the dad thing? You're not going to leave the riddle alone. Okay, here we go again. <laughs> the man who invented it doesn't want it. What could it be? Why would someone invent something, but he doesn't want it? Like, you know? To be lower things. Ooh, what could it be so? Penicillin. Maybe he doesn't want that. He but maybe he, that. he doesn't want to be sick. So is that your answer? You're phoning in penicillin? Well, no, I'm just... All right, so well, okay, yeah. penicillin is on there. Some d- so the man who invented penicillin, he's like, I'm after inventing penicillin there, lads. It cures headaches. I have a fucking splitting headache myself, but I don't want it. So it could be that. The man who bought it doesn't need it, so that would kind of take it away. Well, I suppose he could be buying it for a patient. I was about to say, so it could be a present. <laughs> okay, see... It's hard to fucking argue with you like when you're making sense out of this yeah. bloody nonsense. And then the man who needs it doesn't know it. Needs it doesn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> he needs it, but he doesn't know he needs it. What the fuck is it? It's a coffin. Oh. <laughs> it brings it back to three, Brilliant. Weeks, three weeks ago. <laughs> Death. Dead. What More. is it with you dead? Well, I just, I think we're all on the way out, lads. I think any one of us could die at any one stage. I think, to be honest, I, I look around sometimes and I look at people living their lives and they're running on a treadmill of life and they're trying their best to make money, to pay bills, to keep running, to pay this, to fucking build this t- for the future that's never coming. And I think you should be just, I think I'm of the opinion of to try and get as much joy out of the day every day uh, as, as you possibly can. And I think with death, I think it's the most funniest subject out there. I really think it's a funny subject because people take. It s- I remember r- someone close to me who I won't say. Um, I I did <laughs> I did a story on my Instagram one time about dying, like and pretending to be dead and walking into rooms and going hey, pretending that I was dead and everyone was talking. Why were you doing that then? Because I just thought it was. I I, I might have had a smoke and I was kind of <laughs> feeling a bit creative. <laughs> and um, my my the person who I, I the person who. A person who's close to me got on to me going, that's terrible, you shouldn't be mimicking, you shouldn't be mimicking death. You know, this person died not that long ago, not, it's, you know, it's disrespectful. And I was like, Im- immediately I was like, yeah, do you know, I'm really sorry, I shouldn't have been doing that. And then I was like, hang on a second, that, it, like, nobody gets out alive. Every, we're all, one thing we all have in common here is in 200 years we're definitely going to be dead. Where three of us are definitely going to be dead. Um, and everyone who's ever lived is uh, that's not live now w- has has died so what's the big fucking deal about it i think it should be you should la- laugh about it and i think funerals are some of like sometimes funerals are some of the best crack i've ever had yeah sometimes laughing inappropriately as well yeah you know you can't stop laughing you can't stop and it's a great and laughing is a great way of dealing with 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 something obviously as they're lowering a coffin <laughs> into the ground <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't start. Just I would the lip. Don't be doing like kind of you know like oh I'm gonna fall in here <laughs> <laughs> kind of clown jokes or something like that. But um, at the same time, there's a place for levity in everything, in my opinion. And I think that I th- it can often be the most funniest scenarios. Listen, it comes to us all. We should discuss it more, but we don't tend to. I think we s- discussed a couple of weeks back. We should look. That's yeah. that's where it is. That's the Irish culture for you. <laughs> you know. And I'll tell you, speaking of the episode that we did, also a very well listened to episode, by the way. Um, uh, a few people got in con- contact about it, going that it posed more questions than it answered. So I definitely think that there will be more episodes on death, on the topic of death, on the topic of the afterlife, on the topic of what are the scenarios that are out on on the uh, out in the world at the moment. What are the the solutions? You know, is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Is there nothing? Assimilation. Word is assimilation. Is it assimilation? Mm. Is it... Um, there's, so m- there's so many things out there. Um, and if, at the very least, 
it's an interesting topic because everybody dies. It's something that we all have in common. Like, yeah. do you know anyone who's di- who who's dead who died, Dylan? Um, Into I'd, I'd know I'd know a few people yeah. who have died. Yeah, it's been a sad time. Like, it's a sad time, yeah. but like you've experienced it. Uh, Mind yeah. guy, you've experienced it, and I've experienced it. So, like, fucking, let's talk about it. So, coffin, anyway, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that took a turn. <laughs> coffin, right? So, Dill, um, you know the word association game. Um, I listened to the podcast there that you did with Noel last week. Right. So, I actually, I think I have some vague idea of what I'm meant to do. So, I'm going to give you some words. All right. Um, and I just want you to come back with one word, or maybe if it's a two word, it's okay. But it's the first thing that comes into your head. So there's no yeah. right. And it has to be associated. And there's no, it just has to be the first word that comes into your head. It doesn't have to be associated. But, but, but like the thing is that I'm going to give you n- words that will probably, something is going to sprout in your mind. So if I say to you, shirt, and you think Bahamas. How, how, how does it end? Then just it just ends you? then when we get to the end of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when there, do you lose? Do you, can you lose? There's no lose? losing. Oh, right, in okay. fact, I've already decided you're a winner. Okay, just trying great, to make up for all these years. You're a great father. After all these years, you've really turned it around. Fair play, man. <laughs> all it did, all it did to do this podcast. <laughs> you're you're a winner in my book, son. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, you're leaning in now. Make sure you get these answers out n- nice and clearly. All right. Okay. Here we go. Peanut butter. Nutella. PlayStation. Controller. The gym. Hobby. Ankle socks. Uh, Loafers. Alcohol. Uh, Fun. Mallow. Depressing. Nanny. Hero. Gaelic football. Passion. Ballyclaw. Affiliated. Soap. <laughs> West Cork Beer Company. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. fucking good. good. I loved the answer for Ballyclaw. Loved it. Very, very astute answer for Ballyclaw. Affiliated. And we'll get into that now in a minute. Mallow depressing. I love that even more. I think Mallow's so depressing. Sorry now, lads. I lived there all my life. Like I fucking lived in the middle of the town. I just I just find it a depressing place. But then I do don't everybody f- everybody from their own hometown probably always finds that anyway. Like yeah, you know, somebody probably comes into battle and thinks it's you know it's class. Yeah, it has a duns, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um. So we're we're flying along, lads, in the podcast, and uh, we've done this thing the last couple of weeks where it's called kind of Twitter trending. But I haven't really done any research into it, so no. I've just had a quick look at a couple of things that are trending there. And I'd say I don't know how long this is going to go on, but Dylan, I'm going to start with you anyway, right? Okay, uh, um, the no vaccine protest. What's your what's your vibe with the no vaccine protest? Do you think what what do you think about people who are going on these no vaccine protests? Doesn't make much sense to me, to be honest. I just, why would people not want other people to be vaccinated? Yeah. Um, I suppose I don't really have a, a, a strong opinion on it. I actually haven't heard of it until. Are you going to get vaccinated? Um, I haven't. Act- I, w- I went to a pharmacy to get a inquire about one, but I'm not too pushed at yeah. the moment. Yeah, I'd take it if it was given to me. Like yeah. if it was offered to me, I'd take one. Yeah. You're in the category of young, like possibly if you do get COVID, you're not going to suffer massively from it. Uh, not. I, I probably not. I don't yeah. think I would. I'd be grand after a couple of weeks. Okay. All right. So you don't. So you think that anyone who's on a no vax protest, they're they're protesting, not to take the vaccine. Do you have an opinion on? Uh, on uh, I don't. I don't know why you would protest against not taking it. That's a very strong opinion to have. Um, I can't. I, w- I I can't understand why someone would not want to take it. Well, that's you know. good. And can you give me a reason why someone mightn't want to take it, Pete? Um. Yeah. I think people are just want choice, don't they? <laughs> I think maybe some people feel that they're kind of forced into a situation where they have to take it um, to partake in everyday life. So maybe people feel strongly about that. Um, for me personally, I'm getting my first jab next week because I like travelling. Um, so yeah, I think people are invited their right to, to protest, I guess, once it's done well, once it's done safely, yeah. Uh, I will actually comment, I'm um, just working in the gym myself. Uh, a lot of people are very like concerned about it. You, you get those people like in have to wear a mask all the time like and one of my friends he just joined recently and he he's vaccinated but i wasn't and um you're meant to wear a mask the whole time but it's just 
it's, it's annoying having to wear the mask all the time, you know, even with, your, with someone all the time, but you you have to wear it inside in the workplace. So it's in times like that, maybe you you would look to get it, like, you know. But you know, even if you get the vaccine, you're still going to have to wear the mask indoors. Uh, if, even if both people are vaccinated? Yeah. yeah. I wasn't aware of that. No, yeah, because no. you can you can still carry... You can still carry it by all accounts. I was I was actually told that if more people have it, that you don't have to wear the mask. Yeah, well, I just inside. made that up, so maybe I'm wrong. Like, do you know what so I mean? you made that up? Well, I didn't make it up. I heard it. I know. I know. I, I, I did hear that if you're both vaccinated and you're indoors, you'll still have to wear masks. That's what I have heard. What about socks? You don't wear socks. That's In fact, so. if you wear socks, there is a good chance that you will be asked to leave. Oh. Yeah, you know. Um, but all right, okay. I'm surprised enough now. That went that went well enough. Elton John. <laughs> what are you surprised about? Well, we can give articulate intelligence. Well, I'm just t- like with 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 Dill. It's like your this is your first podcast. You're a kind of an introverted individual. Would you write? Would I be right? I'd agree. Yeah, I would say. And um, you've been anxious to do this podcast. Really, you've said it to me. Yeah, uh, skeptical over it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was worried about the equipment not working, <laughs> and here we are. You know, fucking two of us sharing, sharing the one the mic. microphone. You know, in this day and age, just. You know, it's, it's just not right. And we're all in the same room now. None of us are wearing a mask, <laughs> so I don't know what the <laughs> fuck we're talking about. <laughs> so, sharing. Yeah. We may as well look. We may as well share needle now after this as well. <laughs> um, El- <laughs> Elton John, mine guy. I'll throw Elton. He's trending. I don't know. What's well, what's, yeah, what's he doing? I don't know. You don't know why he's trending. Should he's he trending. I'm asking you what you know about him. What's what Elton, Elton John? He, he has a wig. He sang sacrifice. Um, he did some. Could you do? A, could you do a little bit of sacrifice for us? I could not know. It's sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll help you out. It's, it's no sacrifice. It's no sacrifice. <laughs> no? Okay. Yeah, right. So wig anyway. He's got a wig. He's, He's got a wig, sacrifice. yeah. yeah. Do you, did you find out any relevant new information about well, why he's I know trending? I know. I just remember I said at the start, oh, fuck, I've never done that. Now I better go on and check that. And then I just wrote down. No so you didn't, wrote you didn't even catch the headline. Just lays off for a second. As I said, I'm up there with Anne Doyle, Pat <laughs> Kenny and Tommy Tiernan. All right. Um, but He's I'm old s- now, isn't he? Who, Tommy Tiernan? No, the lad. They were Pat, just Pat Kenny? No, the fella before him, Elton. El- oh, Elton John. <laughs> 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 what about Anne Doyle? She's not that old, I suppose. She's I suppose he's in his 70s, Elton. He's in his 70s. It's a true that he throws a Christmas party every year, this famous Christmas party, and he invites all these celebrities, and if you get an invite, you're doing well. Yeah, I haven't got an invite yet, no, but uh, I'm doing all right. Like, if that's what you're having to go at me, like, I'm doing all right. Like, I'm doing <laughs> a couple of open mics next week. Ah, so. sure, look, listen, you're probably at the, at the radar. I'm on the way, I'm, lo- I'm on the way up. Let's just say, let's just say I'm on the way up. I'm on the very, very first step of the of a, an infinity ladder, but... <laughs> Let's just say, yeah, I've heard that about him. I've heard that about him. An interesting fact about Elton John is he's a big football fan, and he, in the 1980s, was the chairman of Watford Football Club. I knew that. And they got to the FA Cup final in 1984, where they were defeated by my, the mighty Everton. John Barnes was playing for Watford at the day. That's just a little interesting throwaway fact. Dylan, you don't seem to have much on Elton John. Uh, the movie about him, Rocketman. No. I am fucking blown away. Good All right, cool, okay. Yeah. All right, okay. Was it good? I, I enjoyed it, yeah. Why did they call it Rocketman? Because <laughs> uh, he has a song, does he? Yes. Yes, he has. He has a song called Rocketman. All right, okay. I'm going to leave it at that, lads, because I think we did great on the Twitter. We did. We I did think we did. Dylan, I think you did great on the word associations with, what was your thing for? Um, affiliated. Affiliated. Brilliant. And uh, Pete? Yeah, getting there. Yeah, you're getting, getting, there. you're getting, like, I mean, you're definitely a guest, like, you know? <laughs> you're t- you're now. You're doing great, Pete. You're doing great. I just want to try and build you up, just the same as uh, Dill. You're doing great, and I was a good dad, was I? You're yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we can't change history, though. But like, I suppose history speaks for itself. Actually, history is only spo- is, you know written by the winners as well. Like so, do you and know facts as well. Facts. Well, yeah. You know, you never hear anything. And uh, anyway, <laughs> let's not get on about World War Two and the Germans now. That's not the time or the place. Let's move on to this week's subject, guys, which is identity, and there's something that the three of us have in common that we all are in some way, shape, or form affiliated, <laughs> to use your words, Dylan, <laughs> with the village of Nor- the village in North Cork of Ballyclaw. Yes? Yes. That's correct, yes, Cornelius. That's correct. Yeah. Sorry, we're just sharing the microphone, so if we're not spontaneous in the reply, <laughs> that would be Cornelius' fault. It would be my fault. He's very disorganised today. Well, I'm I'm not too disorganised. Just look, lads, in fairness, could you give me you a break? You were eating a whisper mic- as we came in. The I microphones were just scattered on the table. <laughs> you didn't know what you were looking at for Twitter. <laughs> so, I mean, it speaks for itself. Yeah, but besides all that stuff... Are you even wearing pants? You're wearing shorts. Are you wearing short Ballyclaw GA shorts? I'm wearing Ballyclaw GA okay, shorts, that's fine, so which that's fine. this is a Ballyclaw podcast, yeah. so yeah, I think, no. you know... 
Go on, Dylan, you want to say something smart? Yeah? No, that's fine. I'll leave it. All right, okay. Save it for another day. Put Keep keep that bullet in the, go in, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the feckin', what you call that thing? The it's chamber, Curtis. The chamber, the chamber. The piston? No, I don't think it's the piston, actually, Dylan. Okay? I think it's actually the chamber. All right? See? And if you'd listened to me growing up, maybe you'd have known that. Well, because I wasn't around, I suppose. Putting yeah, dead. Okay. We're never there. <laughs> <laughs> Just to reiterate. All right, okay. Um, so I want to talk about, I'm talking about our village, Ballyclaw, but it's kind of a broader... <laughs> You're, you're having a great laugh. Ah, there. we are. Yeah, yeah we are. Dis- distant. It's, it's just must be so uncomfortable for Pete right now. <laughs> D- distant dad <laughs> d- jokes. Is it all right? Okay. That you're roasting the two of you. Are you? It's a kind of. Jeez, we're very close contact. Like so. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. You could radiate. You could probably get other. one COVID test between the two of you. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I talk about Ballyclaw, I want to like, it's that's for us. But it's I'm trying to get a kind of a grasp of what it's like to be from a village or to come for a village or to be affiliated with a village and village life as opposed to town life because I do think there are two totally different things as opposed to city life. I know people, friends of mine who live in the city, they're completely different to people who live in the town of Mallow and people in Mallow are completely different to live in the town of, or the village of Ballyclaw. And that could be the same. I'm pretty much sure that's the same all over the country. You, do you know when you're playing townies and matches? Oh, yeah. They're always that little bit different. They're a little bit more streetwise. Yeah. And then if the townies win and they go on into the final in the county and they're playing someone like the bars or they're playing a city club, they feel like they're the cultures, you know. So I just think it's an interesting thing to talk about, and we'll just chin mag on it a small bit. But um, mind guy, I'll start with you with mm. Ballyclaw because I think you're. Am I right in saying your your mam is from Ballyclaw? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I just had to think about that. Yeah, she is. Yeah, fair you play. You, you, do, you did your research. You Brida is, huh? Yeah. No, she just mentioned <laughs> you, it to you me. Mean, that's the second old podcast in row you've mentioned my mum. What's the? No, I'm just saying like like, like like myself and Breeds often kind of <laughs> Breeds, is it? Yeah, it's just the kind <laughs> of name she calls. She wants me to call her. Um, but no, no, I just no because I know your dad is from Kilavolan. Kilavolan. And yeah. I was like, so I'm just throwing myself into the fire by going right. Okay, why the fuck did you end up over there? But then I, your nana lived close enough to you, so I was yeah. thinking. You must have some roots from Ballyclaw. Yeah, she's dead now as well. The na- See, there you go. Yeah. I, mean, I suppose we can't make a, j- a joke about your dead nana now, I suppose, can we? Without sure we, can, we, s- we can't go <laughs> <laughs> Everything's up and game in this podcast, like, you know. <laughs> Poor nana. I hate to see. We used to have a great jo- a joke about Nana when we were on stage. We were like, yeah, sure, she's in... Uh, we called her racist, didn't we? She was racist. And then you'd go, ah, oh, well, she's in a better place now. And then you'd look up, but then you kind of just look straight down <laughs> as if she was in hell. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> your background with Ballyclaw. Can you describe Ballyclaw? Give me Ballyclaw in your own description. A little synopsis in Ballyclaw. Yeah. Okay, typical rural, uh, I suppose, Irish life. That's how I describe it. Um, when I was growing up, we had adventures... We could do uh, amazing stuff, really. I suppose when you're in the country, you're free. Um, you're not judged by people. Whereas I assume, I suppose living in a, a small little place like Mallow now, you know, you kind of um, walk to walk with people. So you're not really free to ex- explore your own, I suppose, hobbies and such. I remember pretending I was a horse back in the day. <laughs> and I'd make these obstacles and these little jumps that I used to jump over. I used to do the exact same in Clover Hill, man. I swear to God. Go ahead. Do you know when you'd be sure jumping on the television, you'd go out and you'd make your own fences. <laughs> We're very similar. Like <laughs> yes. <laughs> When, when did you stop? How, how old? I'm still at it, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, that's that's four faults. I don't know. Do you get um, kids in towns and cities? Are are they able to do that? Would they be kind of sneered at by their kind of peers? Do you know, even at that age, you're six or seven. There's always a wise ass that makes you feel maybe slightly uncomfortable. Mm. You know. So, but I think when you're out in the country by yourself and just surrounded by your family, I think you can you can openly express yourself and be and be free in a way. And the fact that you were. Like the fact that your mam is from Ballyclaw and you were living in Ballyclaw your whole life, you've lived in Ballyclaw yeah. your whole life, has, um, does it give you, a c- like what kind of a sense do you have? Like do you have an, an enormous sense of self-satisfaction? Do you feel at home when you're there? Do you feel like, yeah, this is this is where I belong? Or do you feel, oh, it's just Ballyclaw, yeah, do you know what I mean? Uh, no, your home is your home. Like my wife, uh, she's Mexican from Northern Mexico and the contrast between two places where like she lives in Saltillo. Um, very close to Monterey, which would be uh, close again to um, Texas. And her neck of the woods, when she was growing up, maybe, like she's, she's 28 now, so 10 years younger than myself. But uh, when she was like 16, 17, there you was... You didn't have to get that in, like... <laughs> yeah. like why, was, why was that necessary? She's 10 years younger than me, but well, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> she lives in Mexico. I'm just trying to give the time frame here. Like All right, 10, okay. 12 years That's ago. what you were trying to do, when is she it? she was okay. 16. Okay, right, okay. <laughs> was Look, the time frame is important here, Dylan. <laughs> when she was growing up in Saltillo, there was like all sorts happening. Like there was... Um, grenade blasts, there was people being hung from bridges and there was drug cartels kind of fighting it out 
um, there were there was a lockdown in their school uh, one day where there was a shootout happening right outside. So compare that to our country living. Hmm. I mean, the worst thing that ever happened was Shane O'Keefe. He threw a stone at a cow. I <laughs> wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> the farmers got angry, and that was that was the big highlight and the big talk in the in the Betty Claw back in the day. Yeah. Compared to like you know six people being murdered in yeah. in Woods. Yeah. So we we were kind of I suppose blessed with naivety and blessed with kind of ignorance. Yeah. And kind of shielded from the world, I think. Shielded from the world is a yeah. good way. Um. So, so born and bred there, your mother's from there, you've got brothers and sisters there, you went to national school there. Mm. What was your national school experience in a small village like? Uh, I remember getting cartons of milk. Um, there was chocolate milk, banana milk, just milk. And my wife is 10 years <laughs> younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's uh, it, just, like, just yeah, fact, just like, I you know. I'm just spitting facts here. That's all I'm spitting facts. All right, okay. Uh, I loved national school affairs. Um, Sure, it was pure fun. But I, but I think those formative years are good years, and I think we always look back at those years, no matter if you're in a, a, a school in a town, a city, um, national school. It is what it is, and you don't know any better. And how when you grow up with your friends, and I suppose and make lifelong friends and uh, acquaintances, it's just the best time of your life, really, isn't it? Uh, I I would be inclined to agree with you. Um, you're talking about lifelong friends. I'm going to come on to you now in a second, Dill, and um, you can hand him the microphone then for this because I'll just talk then. But you can kind of come in with like kind of like witty. Okay. So you probably won't be coming in at all if they're going to be witty. I'll be out there in the title. Um, <laughs> if you, do you know what you can do is you can drop it in every maybe couple of minutes. That, you know, Claudia's ten years younger. Than you. <laughs> just keep just keep dropping that in. Find a way to get it into the conversation. <laughs> and yeah, the square root of. Uh, uh, did I ever mention that uh, my hot Mexican wife is? is uh, oh, did you tell you my wife is ten years younger than me? <laughs> Mexico, yeah, whatever. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, so school and you're talking about lifelong friends like national school I think national school is an interesting time in, in people's lives it, it can be quite a formative time I myself was in three different national schools explains um, explains a lot it possibly does mm. um, but you just you were na- I remember go- I remember and Ballyclaw was my last national school and yeah. I do remember you coming onto the bus yeah. in national school um, quite the sullen character um like just p- you just hated everybody that was and your brother your twin brother Owen then was the exact opposite yeah 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 like fierce happy everybody loved him everybody was like ah there's Owen brilliant class P- people liked me as well I don't know why, why yeah why yeah they did you? yeah 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 they did yeah. and uh, George oh there's George his brother as well he's a gas man yeah 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 and then you'd come on then kind of like afterwards but like um, just kind of you know sullen quiet individual but like national school lifelong friends do you still have friends from national school? I do. A uh, great way to keep in touch with them is through the local GA. Yeah. Yeah, uh, with Betty Claude GA. That my watch just went off there. Apologies. And um, yeah, I I think with lads like that, that you you make friends from way back, like five or six years of age. I think you're like you're friends for life. Um, you grow up with them. Um, you have those unique experiences with them, and I think forever it's always. You know, there's that certain bond. Yeah. That, like, I mean, like if I didn't talk to you for like 10 years, we just came back into, hello, we just slipped back into everyday conversation. Yeah. And I think that's pretty much sums up uh, my relationship with my uh, my buddies as well in school. Yeah. Do you know? So I, I might see a fella for maybe five, six years and it's just, it's like we met just yesterday. You I just kind of pick up from where you were. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think everybody can relate to that. Everybody's friends from their national school, from their from when they were low babies, high babies. Yeah. Uh, actually, my, my hot Mexican wife, Taylor Zunga, she can't believe that we actually <laughs> called them high babies and low babies. They have a different uh, different name altogether. And how, ma- and how old is your, your wife? She's uh, 28 now. Oh, yeah. That's 10 years younger than you, is that? Is it one second. Yeah, I yeah, think you come from this ten, that's ten, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, ten yeah, years yeah, ago yeah, to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass over the old microphone okay. there to Dylan. <laughs> that's longer than I expected. <laughs> and Dylan, are you married to anyone ten years? I hope you're fucking not. You're only twenty-four or twenty-three. Oh, um, you had to correct there. I'm twenty-three. Twen- just, just to reiterate. Oh, just to reiterate. Okay, yeah, just okay. to make sure. All right, okay, all right. Take it easy on me, Jesus Christ. I'm only getting, <laughs> I'm only getting to grips now that I've been a bad dad. Um, so, Dill. Ballyclaw, you used the word affiliated with a Ballyclaw earlier on, okay? But the interesting thing about Ballyclaw for you is you actually have roots in Ballyclaw as well. Um, yeah. So not only from me. Yeah, uh, um, through my mum as well. Through your mum as well. Yeah. So you have, you are affiliated with Ballyclaw in in more ways than I actually am, if yeah. you think about it. Yeah. Um, but when you think of Ballyclaw, what what are your memories of it? What is what do you think of? Uh, and try try and be positive. Try and be positive. <laughs> yeah, I have lots of positive uh, memories with Ballyclaw growing up. Um, I suppose mainly through you because mine and I, your mum, lived out there, so we often went out there on the weekends and 
growing up there was neighbours uh, the Mansfields and the Hegartys so often they were my age so we would have played soccer regularly went to birthday parties and when you came back from Texas we we went up and you got me involved with the GEA so that's really how I'm affiliated I suppose mm. um, with Nana living out there for most of my childhood I'd go out there and I don't know I, was, I think I was under 12 or under 10 when I start, when you brought me out playing football and hurling so yeah, I have fond memories. Yeah. Of, uh, I never, like, before I was 10, I uh, lived in Mallow all my life. Like, so that the, the affiliation I have is just going out there maybe every second weekend or yeah. whenever out there. There was a, a lift yeah. out there. And when you were in Nana's, um, that, that, that technically is Ballyclaw Parish, but that's the kind of the countryside that Peter was referring to as well. Yeah, it's not inside the village. Like, it's outside of the small bit. Like. Yeah. And did you kind of... Could you kind of relate to what Pete was saying there in, you know, with the... Because, like, you grew up in the heart of Mallow. Yeah. And, like, your national school was uh, w- uh, w- just up the road. It was great. Yeah. Very close. But when you came out, we'll say, to Nana's house, when you were coming out to Ballyglaw and you were out there for whatever time and you were going down the road with lads, did you feel that freedom? Did you did you find that weird? Like, because I suppose from, from, from the outside in, you're living in town. And this is the countryside. What was the like? What's the main difference that you saw? We'll say from the countryside compared to Mallow. Yeah, I suppose at the countryside, you, s- you mentioned earlier, I was an introverted character. So I suppose whenever I went out to the countryside, like outside Bedicklaw, it's a much quieter, much safer place. Like when I was growing up, I used to really go out. Yeah. You know, like just be worried or whatever for whatever reason, like being introverted, you, uh, anything happened, like older boys or whatever. You never had that fear out in Bedicklaw. Yeah. Um, like I'd spend a lot of time outside, as I said, with the neighbours, playing soccer, okay, going to their house, out on the bike, playing with the dogs, trampoline, swing. So much. It's actually is a, a huge contrast, really, from the type of living. And did you enjoy coming out? I did. I loved this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you often, even to this day, you'd often kind of go, "What's the story with Nana's house?" Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love to go back there again. Yeah, I, I actually it's, it's would love it. Sold or rented? It's been rented at it's the moment. Rented, yeah. Get on to Nana Manic and see if she'll yeah. give it to you, will you? And I'll if she does, then like that would be I'll buy it off you. I'd love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, look. Um. So that's so that's your kind of experience with with it, I suppose. In in the contrast to 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 Mallow, when I think of Ballyclaw, and I just wrote down a couple of words to try and jog my memory last night and like the first thing I think of is the national school I came I came there when I was 10 it was my fourth or my third na- national school and the first thing that I noticed was as I was in national school in Middleton I was in national school in Mallow and I was always these are big towns towny towns and I was always kind of like what you were saying always worried always worried of a big boy or getting a slap or stuff like that when I remember when I coming to to Ballyclaw straight away everybody was so nice. The village was like, they were delighted that there was someone coming in to the village, you know? Um, so nice, so welcoming straight away. Um, and I think the the greatest affinity I had stemmed from playing sport with the, my childhood friends that I went to national school with that are still my friends as well to this day. The likes of Danny and the likes of the model and Timmy Flicks. Shout out to Timmy Flicks who was on Twitter last week, bigging up the podcast. Thank you, Tim. Um, but it's those memories that you made with your school friends or with your friends that you made in formative years, the glass that you played under 10, under 12 with, that they're, they're with you all the way until you retire and even beyond, like you were saying, mine guy, that you get to talk to them afterwards and just take take up conversations. Yeah, exactly. It's just trials and tribulations of life, isn't it? And going through that together, yeah. you know. I, I guess it's something like... Um, would it be akin to going to war with someone almost, you know, it's, it's it obviously it's not as, um, you know, extreme as that, but quite close. Yeah. You know, because those experiences to us are, are, are as important or as dramatic as, you know, as the lads were experiencing maybe in war and stuff like that. Can I you ask, it's a question I have for the two of you now, right? So we're both, and you can, in, you can ask me, you answer me individually, so hold on to the microphone and, and uh, okay. it might be easier this way. So, like, we're from a small village. We pretty much know everyone in the village you prob- possibly don't mu- as much Dylan but you know all the play you know the players and stuff like that like I know the people I play with I yeah. know everyone though and you would know everyone no. and I, I'm not saying that I know everyone but I'd know a, f- a fair share of people as you would mine guy um, in the village but we both but we've all, and we've all played and been involved with the, with the GA club and you've brought up war there and I think that's an interesting analogy and it's a good little segue into how I want to finish this conversation is so you're still both playing GA now Pete, even though you have a girlfriend or a wife who's 10 years younger than you, 
I can't believe that you're... How, how did you know? I know, I just... I was, it's all over Google, man. Crazy. It's all over Google. And you're still playing at the ripe old age of 38. 38, yeah. Playing, and you're more than likely... Are you going to be wing-back, cornerback? Um, probably wing-back, yeah. But I guess it's just um, not willing to let go. No. Because when you let go at my age, then you're gone for good, yeah. I think. And it, you, it does cut off a lifeline to the community, mm. you know, like we mentioned. I mean, I'm playing with my friends in the Audi... I suppose time that I can uh, meet them, uh, I suppose, uh, uh, regularly is true GA. And without that lifeblood, that lifeline, it's, uh, it'd be very, very hard. And I presume at the ripe old age of 38 that the amount of friends that you've played with, that the, the, the guys that you started out with, hmm. a lot of them have dropped off now. Yep. So there possibly isn't even that. I'm playing with some of their dads. Yep. I play with some of their dads, some of their sons, yeah. So You're playing with my son? Yeah, there we go. I play yeah. with yourself and, and Dill. Yeah. You know? So... Um, and we're coming into championship. How many years have you been playing championship now? Um, I say I must have started when I was against from my very first game. I was maybe 20, so maybe this would be the 18th year. So this is your 18th year. Yeah, I came on this sub, marking this foxy-haired fella who was a whippet, and uh, should have marked him out again. My yeah. debut, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're full of lies today, indeed. <laughs> like, you say, oh, my wife is from Mexico. Oh, I marked this fella out of a game. Uh, <laughs> no, you were married to some girl called Sharon, and she's <laughs> 58. <laughs> <laughs> But no, to be fair, to give you your dues, you were like one of the, you know, one of Ballyclaw's greatest ever footballers. Um, great club man. You are a great club man. You are like, do you know what I mean? You're like, sure. and you're a good role model for, we'll say, the younger lads coming on, like Dylan and stuff, who is, <coughs> who's on the team at the moment, or was on it in the last championship match. Um, and you're going into battle now. You're going into war. What's it like mm. when you're playing? And I'm talking about proper championship match now. I'm talking yeah. about where there is no back door, where you have done all your... You do or die. Your do or die. You're playing a, a North Cork final. You're playing a North Cork semi-final mm. against a Kilshanig, who it is... It means more than just a game of football over... Six. But the thing is, for me, it's always not letting yourself down, not letting your teammates down, not letting the management down. Uh, so going all out, uh, fully committed. And if that means you hurt yourself, you hurt yourself. If that means push you on to, to a level that you're not comfortable with, your body's not comfortable with, then... That's uh, that's push fair it game. On. You you just keep going, because you're 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 kind of um you're representing not just yourself but the whole community. Yeah, you know, and you take pride in that. You take pride in the jersey. Please just think about all the people who had the jersey before me, and um, who's going to have it after me. You know, um, you know, I kind of want to um, I don't want to say inspire. It sounds a bit cheesy, but I want to make it known that if we wear the jersey, you must give full, uh, full commitment. Yeah, uh, you and like I said, you must take full pride in it. You know, because, yeah. it, because it means a lot. There's a lot of people that have come and gone that have used the jersey. Lads have made s some inspirational speeches in the dressing room that are no longer with us. Yeah. You know, so you play for them and the people who, who are coming through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, th like to play a belly club should mean something, I think. And the same with every club, every town. You know? And is there, um, and I'll ask, you, I'll, I'll ask you this now in a second, Dylan. Like, so, and is there, um, like, are you able to separate, are you able to separate in the white heat of a battle, are you able to separate your your mind from the we'll say like you know the local rivalries, these like these like kind of mind games that are coming yeah. up? Are you able to separate that in the white heat of of a game and and just go, yeah, I these this is what I have to do, yeah, N and not get caught up in you know the kind of the verbals that can be going on, yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple of slaps into the back to try, yeah, like you say, you have to be a bit clinical, so I suppose, and and I could remove yourself from the like you said the bitter rivalry and stuff like that. Mm. But uh, yeah, I th I, th I think it's funny because a game like that against uh, Bodafront would mean as much to me as the uh, European final for the lads that were just playing a couple of days ago, you know. So it's, uh, I, th I, f I find it fascinating. And I think the way you commit yourself on the pitch uh, redefines and can define who you are outside the field as well. Mm. You know, you can see a person who just gives up and then um, th th that's a person I wouldn't want to associate with outside outside the field. That's know? interesting. So you, you're telling me, so you would you would judge a person's Absolutely. character Absolutely, yeah. on their, on their um, ability not ability or on their performance on the pitch on their what, what, so what would you so you uh, on how they conduct themselves how on the they pitch. conduct themselves on the pitch yeah because some people just have have ability and yeah. that's fair enough it's God given talent there's other people that can nurture that ability yeah and there's other people that are uh, fantastic leadership on the pitch yeah and able to inspire through words and, and uh, even just not being amazing but giving 100% commitment and uh, putting their body on the line and, and you know going above and beyond those are the people that I uh, I find um that I, I want to hang around with off the field as well. Thank you. you know? Thank you, yeah. So Thank so you, I appreciate so, yeah. it. That's why our relationship is a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can quite uh, figure out why. <laughs> um, that's very interesting. Um, Dylan, 
I'll ask you. So, like, I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna finish the conversation on the GAA because we, it is something that we all have in common. And I know, from a young age with you, um, you were just absolutely stone mad about sport. You stone mad about hurling and football and soccer as well for a long time. And we went, we went out to soccer for for years out about out to Donrail on Saturday mornings. But it's kind of you you kind of half play soccer. You don't play hurling anymore, but you are all in with the Gaelic football. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, uh, the gym, soccer and football really is what I like to do. That's what you like to do. With my time, like, my spare time. And tell me, what does it feel like for you in a championship match? Like last year, just to put things into into context for people who are listening, so you were 22 last year when we were playing championship. Yeah. And from when you were about six. From about sixteen or seventeen. Seventeen. You were. In, it was the first year you were in charge. Well, I remember when d- we were doing the junior bees. You, I remember playing you when you were a sixteen-year-old illegally, yeah. actually, in just coming yeah, on. I think just I got, got three minutes or something. You like got that. yeah, but it was just because we had to finish the game with fifteen yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. Get in there, don't touch the ball, kind of thing. <laughs> um, but like I remember you always talking to me because it took you a long time to kind of establish yourself, and you're not established yet either. I'd have to say that you only broke onto the team really last year. But like you had moments of an awful lot of self-doubt, or am I fucking good enough? Am I doing the right things here? Am I, you know? But you persevered, and now you're in the position where the position is yours to lose. So the question is, what did it feel like last year when you were playing the Nor Cork semi-final, do and die game? It was over in Churchtown. I'll never forget. It was a fucking one of the proud. It was one of the proudest. Mo- it was the probably the proudest moment. I've ever experienced watching you play, and that's including county finals and stuff like that. Because I know how much it meant to you, and I know how much you doubted yourself down through the years that you'd ever make it because you'd uh, you always had a thousand excuses, but you always worked your way around it. So what was it like that day? And you played well. Um, when you you started the game and you finished the game, how did you feel? How did it make you feel about yourself and any other emotion you had? Yeah, I suppose. Um it was at the end of the warm-up, uh, the trainer, Jason, he just came over to me and he told me that I was playing. And to be honest, my heart literally just stopped really for like, a, I suppose, a millisecond because I wasn't expecting it at all. Like, I mean... So you didn't know... I, w- I, I, I had a vague idea. I thought I was training well all season, but I, I'm lucky in a way that <coughs> with the panel it's so tight, like, and if you do train hard, like, you you will, with the right coaches and stuff, like, you will get a look in. And uh, for years before last season... Uh, I could have trained and I don't know other coaches that uh, you you'd be left disappointed and stuff like that. But I just think if you so if you have a coach that believes in you and he sees that you work hard, that it's it's good to have them behind you because they'll give you an opportunity. And just getting back to that day is probably the first thing that came into my head. I, well, I just I was a bit shocked really when I found out. But the first thing that came into it, I was like, all right, okay, just don't lose the ball, <laughs> get the ball and give it to someone who I don't know is a bit more talented than you or a bit more composure and then just. Take it from there, yeah. And um, I know I might I think I might have won one or two free- frees and I was delighted with that. But the main thing was just not to concede the ball, not give it away. Yeah. And so did you did you play that game with a little bit of nervousness at the start? I play every game, league game, friendly game, anything. Playing. The only thing I'm ever feel nervous is if it's a six aside. It was only messed around, but any game I play, there's nerves. You have nerves. Uh, every every game, every uh, any soccer game, whether it's a championship final or it's a league first round or whatever, there's. Just nerves, like. Yeah, it's funny because I I remember when I was playing, Tommy McAuliffe used to be the same before matches. He'd be a fuck for championship matches. He'd be like just like almost white and sick, but then uh, he'd come on then and he'd be unbelievable. He'd play really really well. So it is different because I would say with you, Pete, and if you want to give him the microphone there for a yeah. second, I say with you, mine guy, nerves really don't come into it at all. I, I've never seen you nervous. Now, maybe I'm wrong, like, but I've never seen you... Oh, yeah, but I, I care. So yeah. You, you oh, I'm not saying yeah, you don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, no. So you'd be a little bit nervous, but I think, um, see, with nerves, you can have that adrenaline dump, and by having that adrenaline dump, you, you become fatigued super quick, and that's what happens to a lot of lads. So you could train it all year. Uh, they could be really fit. They could be their fitness tests could be off the charts. But yeah, by having that, um, by being overly nervous and not channeling the energy correctly, um, you could experience that. You see a lot of fighters actually that mm. that, that kind of the white kind of comes into the body. Yeah, yeah. The legs g- feel very heavy. Um, yeah. you could be you could be very very fit, but that adrenaline dump just takes the legs off you. It makes you super tired. You get that um, kind of uh, that kind of lactic acid in the legs super quick, 
and it just makes you uh, to everybody else watching very very unfit and it gives you that feeling where you're just like I said extremely leggy yeah. so something to avoid you need to really like the mental aspect to a game is as important as the physical aspect you know um, we finish up there now shortly so um, w- as you have the mic mm. mind guy I'll finish up with you now and then I'll finish up we'll give the last word to uh, Dylan Thomas O'Sullivan McCarthy um so you're 38. Your wife is 10 years younger than you. It's a decade, by the way. She, just she's from any. Mexico. Ten. You're doing well with you're, you're doing well in life. Uh, everything's going your way. Um, they're trying to set me up for a fall. No, no. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, what's what's the plan now, going forward? Um, uh, try to podcast with three microphones next day. That's the that's, that's the dream. <laughs> you know, we'll see how we get on. <laughs> like, do you? So, like, I like how long more do you want to play? Oh, football-wise, yeah, I keep going till I can't. So I, I don't uh, put a restriction on it, because if you put, your, put a restriction on it, then it's, it, there's, there's, a, there's an end to it. Yeah. And I don't really want to think about the end. So I keep going. Keep going till uh, you can't. Till I can't, yeah. yeah. So why not? Well, I think you should definitely do that. Because like, I think if you're in great shape. You look after yourself, obviously. You eat healthily. Very, very handsome. You, you tra- well, Articulate. There's a few... A wife that's a decade younger than myself. Yeah. You're after putting on a bit of weight. You're going a bit <laughs> slow. Um... <laughs> But no, I think it'd be. I think it's a real. What I'd love to say, and I said this to another player before. You should keep going. Yeah. Like be the oldest player of all time. Yeah. You know that's going. a record. Like yeah. I played every season, and like, and you were right, Dylan. You were saying like we've a small parish. We don't have a big pick. Mm. You know, and if you're good enough, you'll be. That's the. I don't think you should be judged by being too young, and I don't think you should be judged by being too old. Yeah. I think you should be judged on talent, talent alone. Uh, and then obviously every season should be chosen you should be chosen your merit if you're good last season doesn't mean you should be playing like yeah. obviously I'm not the player I was five years ago um, no. but then but then no. uh, in saying that though I'm you know I think that uh, if you are performing well then you should be picked regardless of how yeah. many grey hairs you have yeah mm. and you still enjoy playing for Ballet Glad you still get the buzz like oh I love it yeah sure if I didn't I wouldn't uh, train all my gear or my training is geared towards uh, football matches you know, and training. Uh, everybody needs something. You need something in life that keeps you going. Yeah. Something to keep you focused. Something to keep you training. Something to keep you in the loop with your friends. Yeah. For me, it's GA. For another person, it could be something to do with cars. And another person it could be some some group drama group or whatever. Yeah. You know. So for me, that's my uh, that's it my. It gives you an identity, game. like it just gives it, like it, like it, it's and then uh, for me, like uh, I'm not involved with with GA. At, well, I'm taking Dil- I'm taking Harvey now out to Killavullen to to the juniors and stuff like that, which is a kind of a weird one for me because Ballyclaw is my club, but I'm going to have to get on board with Killavullen being the two lads clubs. But I also feel great that, you know, I've given a lot of time to Ballyclaw. Oh and yeah. I, they're my club, and I'll always support them. No, it's no different to my father who supports Newmarket. Yeah, but he'd still come and support Dylan playing for Ballyclaw. Yeah. Um, but um, I think it is, I think you're right, it is something that you can always identify and it, it gives you something to cling on to because even when you're retired and in 10 years time or in 15 years time, if you're not dead, and we are all going to die, lads, just face it, right? Um, <laughs> but if you're at a match in 10 or 15 years time and you're standing next to Sean Welch yep. and the next thing you go back and you're playing Butterfant and the next thing you're back 10 years talking about remember the time so you're reminiscing and like you said that bond yeah. will never be broken and it will never be broken and yeah. it is lovely yeah. um, Dill I'll finish up with you using as you're the, uh, the first uh, the first time it's your first time on the podcast on the podcast and I want to ask you that uh, that kind of question as well um, what are your hopes for the future um, what are your what what do you hope you can achieve uh, and what are your goals with the club that you're affiliated with? Probably get a get a dad <laughs> that loved him. That'd be one. Anyway, there you go. Thanks for that intro, Pete. Uh, yeah, I suppose I'll just add one small thing. I'm probably heading a bit over time, but is it... No, you're good, we're good. Not growing up from Ballyclaw as opposed to Peter growing up Ballyclaw he he's on about that sense of camaraderie mm. and he's had friends from national school i went to a completely different school and as i mentioned as an introverted character like it's you wouldn't have this i don't think you'd have the same bond as let, let's say like i'm not going to name other people <coughs> like but if they yeah. went to the same school they, they would have went to the same secondary school like butterfant most of the people from Maddie Claw. it is different like if you're not growing up with them you don't have the same kind of mm. kind of connection with them like i simp i like I'm playing at Ballet Claw since he brought me out there when I was 10 and I loved it and that's why I'm there now because all as I said before I love playing football I love playing soccer and I play it until I can't just like Pete um, so that's really why I'm there it's like I don't think it's the case there now when I retire 
like when things obviously change and if I'm playing I'm only 23 now like if I'm playing till the pizza age my, things might change like but like growing up there now from underage from under 12 to now like it's it wouldn't have the same sense of camaraderie or like you you, you, you know you, you're in a group of players like but like French you're on about friendships and bonds like outside of it they're like they're, they're wouldn't be the same like would I be right in saying that you're kind of like and I know what you're saying because you weren't in the same national school even yeah. though you were quite successful growing up um yeah. When you're not in this, and you're not in, you're not living. A, you're not living in the village. Yeah. B, you're not living in the parish. Yeah. C, you didn't go to school there. So there's a big difference, and it is a, it is very worthwhile talking about it. And like so that it's quite difficult to have the same bond, and f- of friendships that you would have had. Yeah, that's exactly. You could have been in the same class as half the players you played with. Yourself and Welchie were probably in the same class. I'm not sure. I'm only using Welchie as an excuse here, as an as a name off the top of my head. Um, and I I get that because um I d- I would have experienced uh the opposite because I w- ended up playing with the lads that I went to school with so that is a different point of view yeah. but could I push back on it a small bit by saying that you still have kind of friendships but they're different types of friendships like you're quite friendly with Pete now I know there's a big age gap but he does yeah. like younger people we've, heard, we've established that <laughs> earlier on 10 years younger <laughs> you're a bit young for him now like, but yeah, like yeah. you're in the same decade anyway as his wife so <laughs> um, and we're, like we're actually very close and right you're very close. very close but like even <laughs> even there's even Barry Mack now and stuff like that yeah, like there's yeah. a kind of just because you're not bonding with we'll say lads that like have great bonds with lads at your own age even though you could be quite friendly with them yeah. and obviously you're your teammates but there are other bonds that develop you know that keep you attached even if it is um an affiliation so to speak well that you care about definitely yeah like having peter and having barry mcdermott to go out with is it's it's fun what's the crack like in the car Give crack. Me oh they're always tit for tat with each other himself and barry mac <laughs> barry mac for those who don't know he's from up in the north and so they'd always be going at each other over this that and the other like yeah but um what was i gonna say yeah so that it is the crack there heading out but there there was a time like before i started driving it was a struggle to get out like i I'd, like i'm living in mallow i was living in mallow and i couldn't i'd have to get lifts with other people yeah it was difficult and that, that i did it because of the simple love for playing football yeah wanting to be a part of something even if i wasn't even starting or getting a game it's just mm. going out for an hour kicking a ball trying to do something with yourself make you feel like you're doing something and I think that was maybe for maybe maybe for a year maybe two seasons just looking for spins yeah. of, of someone who's passing through Mallow if they're living in Cork or you were kind of coming out with the trainers a few yeah, times yeah like there was one trainer from Granada who was yeah. training us and I'd have to it's not ideal like it's I not know. like but then it's obviously a lot easier now driving but there that, that was an obstacle that I had to I suppose overcome yeah. and it's a lot easier now to play. Like it's a lot easier to make the training. So well, I will say this, and I think we leave. I think we might leave it then at this. Um, you know, you never gave up, mm. and there was many times that you wanted to give up, but you never gave up. And there was. I remember conversations in cars with you down through the years where you were like, "I won't make this team. I'm not. Th- this is no good. No one's passing the ball to me. I'm not. I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not that." But you were always your own. And you still probably are your own worst critic, but you have everything in you. You have everything in you, and you're proving everyone wrong. You're proving everyone right. You're proving me right anyway. And um, this fella here has nothing but great things to say to you, the mine guy, even though he's probably just <laughs> waiting for us to bring up his wife now again. But <laughs> <laughs> last mention. But like you know, and uh, you're a credit to yourself, mm. to no one else. You're a credit to yourself because you got there yourself, and it's uh, and it's only the start. You're only 23. Yeah. And that position, just because you had it last year, it's not your position this year. You have to fight it for it, and you have to earn it. And um, all these bonds, all these little things, even like looking beyond. I know y- what you're saying. Maybe you're not as close with people your own age, but you're still friendly with them. But you're not bond bond. But you have other bonds, like your godfather Danny is yeah. I- is involved out there. Um, the mine guy Barry, myself, um, and you're very much respected out there. And um, I think uh, I think that's what villages do. They take people in and they they look after people because you can get lost in towns and you can get lost in cities. But like you could be a player that might never make the team for four or five years, but then suddenly you'll hit it and then it'll be actually harder to get off it. You know? Like yeah, that's a, this is a, this is a small goal for myself, as I said it to Peter before, is just to small increments, small progressions each year. If it's just getting an extra assist, getting on the ball a bit more, getting foul, just doing something better each year. And just kind of cementing that into your game, like, I was 
tagging out when I was 17, didn't get my first look in, thankfully with, with coach behind me like when I was 22. So that's all That's all it is about for me, is just trying to improve year in, year out, and where I can progress, I suppose. Yeah. Not to be a, winning a championship final for a better call, like a, it's probably, might, might be a bit unrealistic, but definitely helping Excuse the team. Excuse me, like. that's not unrealistic, that's a very realistic target. A very realistic target, a North Cork at the very least, I'd say a county before you retire, Pete. And like, last word on it then, like I was a great dad, yeah? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, lads, um, I, I'm going to say thank you. We're just coming up to the hour mark. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Really, um, really enjoyed it. Um, and thank you, Dylan, for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me. And mine guy, thank you for being uh, on the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks and, for uh, having me. We'll definitely be back. We'll just uh, to let Th- people know. There'll be a decade. We'll be, yeah. Ten years. We'll, I'll see you in a decade. Mm. We have a gig next month. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, we have a gig. I actually <laughs> have another gig as well. I have another, but I'll talk to you about that. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing a gig together, myself and the mind guy. We're going to be going back doing um, the boys some, are back. some mind reading and comedy on stage. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode called Identity. Shout out to my guests, Dylan Thomas O'Sullivan McCarthy. Thanks. And Peter, the mind guy. Thank you. Um, rate, review, and subscribe, guys. I love you all. I think you're all sound, and I'll see you next week. Good night, God bless, and uh, stay in by the wall.